0: The Film Comment Podcast is sponsored by Kino Lorber, presenting Young Ahmed from Belgian masters Jean-Pierre and Luc Dardenne. Winner of the Best Director Prize at Cannes and an official selection of the 57th New York Film Festival, Young Ahmed comes to theaters starting February 21st.
1: Welcome to the Film Comment Podcast. My name is Nicholas Rapold and I'm the Editor-in-Chief of Film Comment. Last year, I wrote about the movie Marriage Story, directed by Noah Baumbach. That led to our hit podcast series, Marriage Stories. Actually, we've only done one so far, but we are excited to present another installment. The premise is simple. We invite couples on the podcast to talk about movies relating to marriage. So, for the latest edition, I sat down with R. Emmett Sweeney, a regular contributor to Film Comment, and Andrea James, a writer, entrepreneur, and past contributor to the magazine. Each brought a couple of movies to discuss, and we also touched upon the delicate issue of viewing habits. Let's go to the conversation. Welcome to the Film Comment podcast. My name is Nick Repold. I'm the editor in chief of Film Comment, and this is our marriage podcast. In the sense that uh, I won't be giving advice, although it has been suggested that I might give um, advice and have a call in, which might happen eventually. But for now, what we're going to do is talk about the there's, you know, the wealth of movies that, that deal with uh, marital relationships. I don't know if it's beginning to sound when I just talk about it like it's a, a lecture or something. But uh, Marriage Story, obviously, um, is uh, the touchstone. Uh, in, and um, we'll, we'll talk about some older ones as well. To do this, of course, I wanted experts, people familiar with the milieu, um, and so I have invited...
2: R. Emmett Sweeney. Um, I work at Kino Lorber producing DVDs and Blu-rays, and uh, I'm a contributor to Film Comment.
1: And?
3: Andrea Jaynes. I am married to R. Emmett Sweeney, and uh, I have seen a movie.
1: <laughs> and and uh, you've, uh, you've actually also written for, for Film Comment. You wrote about... Um, A ghost story. Name eludes me. I did?
3: (laughs) I've written extensively about cinema. Yes. uh, No, I've I've written about films for um, Film Common and various other outlets, but um, I also write fiction and nonfiction mostly about spectral ghostly topics, which qualifies me to talk about marriage, I guess. (laughs) I don't know.
1: I think so. I I hope so. Yes. This was my idea, and uh, I think it's going to turn out wonderfully. (laughs) Um, but let's start with, I mean, do we want to start general viewing habits, which actually just occurred to me? Like, I mean, how, how often I, I'm just curious, like how how folks watch things Do you watch things together. Do you watch things separately? How much do you diverge in the sort of things you, you want to watch? Do you have things mm-hmm. you have to save for yourself? Um, you know, that sort of thing.
2: Um, yeah. So we've been married for 12 years now, almost 13, just to give the. Oh, yeah. The timeline there that's your resume yeah that's our resume <laughs> um and uh yeah there's certain things that i know she'll sh- want to watch that we'll want to watch together so like like little women we we watch together but so many things that of my interests do you know diverge that i often watch separately or after everybody goes to bed like uh <laughs> um the latest scott atkins film or something like that uh, uh but we often watch, you know, you know, TV shows together. Um, that's a shared thing we do together, common <laughs> enough. But uh, but yeah, I don't know, Andrea. What else can I say?
3: Yeah, I mean, if there's a ghost in it, I'll watch it. Um, if it. I mean, I don't know what makes a movie appeal to me that I will voluntarily watch it with you. Um, it's it, I, I I don't know like it's it's weird because we're still like in that early phase of parenthood. We have a three and a half year old, mm. so you know he's not joking when he says he watches movies after we go to bed because we you know sleep is my main priority. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I guess when Marriage Story came up, you know I was like, okay, it's no bomb back. I want to watch it. And I heard people. Oh, can I swear on this show?
1: Yes, because oh. that's part of life.
3: Okay, because I was going to say, I heard people shit talk it on
1: Twitter, but oh, I mean, yeah.
3: you could say trash talk it if you
1: want. Oh, no, no, it's if fine. If you want yeah. edit,
3: to edit my foul mouth. But I mean, it's, you know, I heard people saying things about it and, and I was like, oh, I'm always down for a good hate watch. Um, I don't know, but... What what makes me watch a film with you, dear? I don't know. You're you're oh attractive. I I try. I try, I try <laughs> to
2: avoid submitting uh, submitting you to subjecting you to a lot of the things I watch because I know you'd rather just be asleep. <laughs> <That's, think>
3: that <laughs> summarizes my life. I in think general. that's the basic. Yeah.
1: the basic gist. So so it's cinema as a dream and sometimes dream as cinema. I guess. Yeah, yeah, very I, much that so. sums it up. Yeah. 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 Um, well, Marriage Story is is a good good point uh place to watch and did you watch it in the theater or on at, at we all? watched it
2: together on netflix On Netflix, yeah, uh, yeah we become great home s- video
3: consumers absolutely since the birth <laughs> <laughs> three three and a half years ago yeah
2: go into the movies you know you're out like a hundred dollars paying a babysitter on top of uh the expense of going to the movies
3: yeah <laughs> it's like a weirdly expensive proposition now yeah
1: it is strange
2: everything doubles yeah. in cost yeah
1: yeah i i don't know i always like to think um i don't know one of the things i always have like a point of pride with with movies is that it's oh it's the very democratic you mm-hmm. know and in the sense that it's, it's like not the opera yeah i don't know but Yeah
2: Yeah Well it's getting more and more expensive also
1: Yeah um, But
2: uh, Yeah We uh-huh. watched it at home together Together Okay <laughs> yes. I
3: think it'd be funny if we separately watched <laughs> Marriage Story In <laughs> separate rooms Yeah In
0: separate rooms at the same time Yeah S- S- Seething. <laughs> uh,
3: <laughs> Communicating our displeasure through like knocks on the wall
1: <laughs> Yeah well,
2: I mean well, I think
1: What did you Oh sorry go ahead No
2: I was gonna say that uh, I think one thing Marriage Story does convey accurately is you know How much you can hate each other uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah that's part of it yeah part of the package
1: yeah well it's i mean it it also has that um i mean it starts with this curveball in in a way you know with with the the way they set it up Where it starts off with a kind of litany of things that they each like about it well he likes about her i guess Mm -hmm. in that weird kind of um session not unlike this maybe they were recording a podcast um as well uh, yes
2: yeah they're reading their letters and the the great uh, Rob Smigel is their <laughs> therapist <laughs> and when I saw him I was all I was immediately disappointed that he didn't return because I uh, yeah that's a great, great admirer of his work yeah. it's always odd when you see comedians show up in these serious roles yeah, like Smigel in Marriage Story and, uh, and Bob Odenkirk in Little Women it's just very throws you through a loop it's yeah. distracting <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. sorry, to... no, I but guess... yes, those letters are were very moving, and Andrew and I were both, especially the one it comes back at the ends
1: when he's reading mm, it mm-hmm. with his son, a call back at that, the callback. Yeah, yeah. We we're both weeping at that one. And and um, well, Andrea, what what? So generally, did you uh, enjoy the movie as a whole, or? <laughs>
3: I, I did. And you know, I went into it with all these reservations and then mm-hmm. slowly it kind of won me over. And I was really just like watching it at a remove mm-hmm. until that final scene where he reads a letter with his kid. And then I was like, Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. and then I just, I cried and I'm, yeah, I was moved. So I mean that it, the, he waited till the end to win me over, but then he did.
0: Um,
1: yeah. And I mean, f- throughout it, yeah, it is, it is, can get a, it's a very brutal movie. I like, just thinking of the oscar since that little event just happened one of the things they have for um, adam driver's montage uh, mm-hmm. in the in the best acting category was the scene where he says you know where they have that knockdown, dragout drag out fight yeah. where he's like mm-hmm. screaming it, so much that he seems like he's breaking character almost not mm-hmm. but just like breaking mm-hmm. performance um yeah that he he wishes that she could be dead if, mm-hmm. if it would just sort of work out <laughs> Um, but that's, that's like a, that's like an extreme that doesn't always get expressed in movies maybe. I don't know.
3: Yeah. People tend to repress that they want their spouses dead. (laughs) They don't talk about it. But I mean, I, that's the moment I turned to Rob and I was like, have you ever wanted me dead? He wouldn't Hmm. admit
2: it. No comment. (laughs) Yeah.
3: (laughs) Yeah. But But I will, yeah, (laughs) I will tell you that like, this is, this is something my sister and I were talking about on the phone Mm -hmm. one day, apropos of nothing. But you know, she's like, if you have never... In the first, you know, few years of your your child's life, when you first have a kid, and mm-hmm. that changes your marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have never thought about just packing up all your stuff and leaving and never coming back, mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. I don't believe you. I don't <laughs> believe you. And and for me, watching a marriage story, it, I just was very focused on the family dynamics and and how mm-hmm. having the kid changes everything. And mm-hmm. you know, kept making that joke about how it's all the kid's fault. Oh <laughs>
1: so, yeah, yeah, kids. <laughs> if you're if you're everything. listening,
3: if your parents got divorced. It, it's your fault. Yeah, so, absolutely.
1: <laughs> yeah. That, that's exactly why they always tell the kid it's not your fault. Yeah, because they're
3: like, it's totally it's your totally fault. Absolutely. You ruined everything. It's not your
1: fault. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That I mean, that is an interesting dynamic. And, and I mean, it's um, the kids in this movie don't have as high a profile as an as um, um, I don't know, squid in the whale or something. Which I kind of mm, saw sure. this as like a call as a response or what is it called? Flip. Reverse shot. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah
2: yeah he's kind of just like a pawn he's not <laughs> really a um significant presence, yeah other than his physical presence but he, he doesn't have much of a personality or a yeah yeah, he's just shuffled back and forth um but yeah, I think the movie just show the dynamic of just how uh having a child can you know totally shift relationship in a totally different direction and also the resentment that the the mother can feel towards the husband who's not you know as connected to the whole (laughs) process as the the mother is by necessity and by By biology biology and by the society Um, and what the expectations are going in Mm -hmm. which is what that Laura Dern speech is about which is a great speech, but it also, in its context, is also her trying to sell mm-hmm. uh, her services, so it has that double. But, Andrea, you really, <laughs> you really vibed to that. Oh, yeah. That, uh, monologue speech? Speech? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: Absolutely. <laughs> it's like, good fathering was invented, like, 30 years ago. <laughs> you know, she invokes, like, you know, Mary, and, you know, she invokes the Virgin Mary, and she's yeah. just like, it's, I, I totally dug that speech. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, And it's funny, too, just speaking about the Oscars again, it being Mm -hmm. fresh in our minds from airing last night as of the recording of this podcast. Like, Mm -hmm. the um, number of of references during the thank you speeches. Oh, I'd like to thank my wife for giving up her career as an editor to raise our children. (laughs) I'd like to thank my husband for letting me be a working mother. It's like, what? Like, letting you? Like, after your chores are done, you can go do your job. Like, what? Mm -hmm. So, you know, it it still happens. And that kind of... um, You know, and what I appreciated about Marriage Story was that it it really did, I I think some people said it privileged one perspective or one character over the other, Mm -hmm. and I I didn't find that. I personally thought it did a good Mm. job of evenly exposing both of their, you know, weaknesses and and Mm. going back and forth exposing how, you know, in the beginning of the marriage, like the mother, the Scarlett Johansson character, really did use this, like, serious actor-director-husband to, like, legitimize her own career. And then Mm -hmm. after the fog of, you know, that the early days wore off, and she's like, oh, well, OK, what about me now? Um, you know, and 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 there is an element of self-sacrifice and of kind of like sublimating your own needs and your own career mm-hmm. to the greater good of the family and, and of the husband's career. But like at the same time, there was a self-serving element to it.
0: Mm-hmm. Like
3: I'm done with what I needed you for. Mm-hmm. And and I, I liked I appreciated how fair it was in the perspective of both of them kind of. Mm-hmm. You know, screwing each other over a little bit
1: uh-huh. <laughs> consciously yeah, I
3: mean, or not they're
2: yeah. both like uh monstrously like self-involved
3: mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: and i mean like we can totally read it because we're, we're both we're extremely both monstrously succ- self-involved <laughs> monstrously self-involved <laughs> extremely successful yeah <laughs> i'm just, also really beautiful <laughs>
3: like scarlet i mean yeah on both coasts but yeah and <laughs> coastal I have to say though I did make myself a cup of tea the other day and it did mm-hmm. sit there and I didn't drink it and I thought of that movie. I was oh, like, really? "Oh. <laughs> it's beginning."
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean that's it's, you know, I've 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 heard it's it's really interesting that how people do differ in in, you know, evaluating the 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 points of view. Like one thing that that some people have said is that um you know, she's sort of idealized in a way in, because it's partly through his eyes. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you, would you think on balance the movie is filtered through his point of view or I don't know.
2: I'd have to like go back and like go scene by scene. But yeah. my impression was it was more through his eyes Yeah, slightly, yeah because I you agree. discover that she was going to all these lawyers through him um, finding mm-hmm. it out. Like I you know, don't see true. her. Yeah. yeah. So I maybe just through the, the balance of scenes is more through him. I wouldn't mm-hmm. think that's true. Um, But it's also Noah like fictionalizing his own experiences, so I guess it would make sense it would be more through him. Mm. But um, I think he's equally savage towards the male character who's a total prick (laughs) Um, most of the time. Uh, I love the line where he was talking about how he was on the cover of Time Out New York. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Which true. I heard, I think I heard somebody like said, oh, what a dumb line. Why would he be proud of that? But I think it just indicates his own level of self-absorption that he would be right. proud of any cover. Like, um, yeah, that, you know, this is the pinnacle of success and you're just supporting my my genius. Another thing is how many people call him a genius in like that. Does yeah, he literally uh, get a genius grant? Yes. Does he, get he a genius gets grant? He gets the, <laughs> the genius. MacArthur's. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, so there is more perspective, pers- you know, forced perspective through him, mm-hmm. but it's also, uh, you know, savage and not totally sympathetic. Mm-hmm. So it kind of works out.
1: Yeah. Um, Andrew, it was interesting you brought up the, uh, the Oscar speeches um, a- as well, because is it different? A little different. How is it different that they're in creative endeavors? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they're it's I don't know if if i just pick like completely random other movie about a very fraught marriage like a woman a woman under the influence or or something mm-hmm. like that where the the classes that are involved are are very different than in this case i don't know
2: yeah absolutely yeah i mean not everybody's going to be able to hire lawyers to get through this right. or yeah have big houses to go to uh, to stay when you split up yeah totally colors everything in the movie mm-hmm.
3: and like yeah. a hard work and mom doing the nine to five grind isn't going to be like performatively doing a cutesy scavenger <laughs> hunt at three in the afternoon with right. her yeah. kid like you know
2: well and so and there's no there andrew you noted that you know they're in the new york city apartment the bed was always made and in oh, a normal
3: right.
2: <laughs> a normal relationship that uh, with a kid that isn't going to happen unless you do have a maid oh, right. and you're paying for somebody to do it although that isn't shown
3: I mean, I don't know. I just huh. I, I said to Rob, I was like, who, who has time to make their bed? Mm-hmm. Nobody does. Do you, do you make your bed? Nick, I want to know. Do single? No. Do People who are not married make their beds because well, you my, cohabit, right?
1: Actually, it's funny you say. Uh...
3: Tell me if you, in your cohabiting relationship, make it's your bed. It's much beds.
1: easier if I ask the questions um, just to keep things very structured. Oh, got it. Um, no. I, uh, making the bed happens.
3: Oh, it does. I'm
1: going to survey <laughs> I made the... the bed this morning.
3: Did you? You made the bed. Well, I'm going to survey everybody who listens to the show, ask them if they make their bed. We'll survey some
2: with children, a family
1: with children. This is an interesting topic. Maybe Um,
3: we're just lazy, messy people, Rob.
1: mm. Oh, so you don't make the bed?
3: No. No. Who's time for that in the morning?
1: Well, also, it's interesting, like...
3: We're going to
1: get judged. It's it's, Because it's like, what does it bring? It brings like a, it's like an aesthetic thing to make it. Right.
2: But... What does it do? What does it accomplish ultimately?
1: Yeah. And I kind of think of, what's the Jack Nicholson movie where he plays the devil? Um, uh,
2: yes, the Taylor Hackford.
1: Yeah, uh, Oh God,
2: the, we... um,
1: with a the share. The Devil's Advocate. No, no, a share oh, Susan oh. Sarandon and
3: oh, the Witches of Eastwick.
1: The Witches of Eastwick. You know the evil speech he gives where he's like, Damn. you know, you do the dishes. They're just gonna get dirty again. <laughs> You're right. You make, you make the bed, You're it's quiet. just gonna get unmade. <laughs> You're right. That's why you the devil is so it. seductive. That's right. I can't believe I mixed up Pacino <laughs> and Nicholson. You're gonna edit that out. I'm sorry. Though, right? um, we, well, yeah, we, almost, we We edit we out all, all the Yeah, yeah. And we add in um applause in between everything we say as well, <laughs> the one liners. Um <laughs> Wow. Um ben But yeah, who wouldn't
3: prefer it? the devil over domesticity?
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, it's something you have to let go. I know, Andrew, you had trouble doing that because you have a very, um, you know, very clean. You're very ups- interested, obsessed with cleanliness, and it's something <laughs> that's hard to to deal with when you have a kid. Um yeah. So, uh, but when you notice that detail, I thought that was interesting about the bed. Hmm.
1: Well,
3: of course, I picked up on that. <laughs>
1: um, what What did you think about the? I mean, we've touched upon a little, bit the second half of the movie, um, because. That's one thing that really struck me as pretty different Maybe as uh, the child of divorce um, uh, That A child of divorce that um, There's only one and it's me um, <laughs> Is the second half of the Because that's almost for me what was weirdly more distinctive about it It's called Marriage Story yeah. But it's a movie that gives Sort of an unprecedented amount of, of depth and detail To the divorce lawyers And to mm-hmm. that process And yeah. kind of cartoonish in caricature But also yeah. with a hefty grain of truth to To a lot of it um, that isn't wrapped in this kind of I don't know like tragic pathos throughout. That there's like a there's like a barbed like absurdity to it, not to like war the roses level, but you know um, I don't know. What did you think of that that second half? Well, I'll, I'll let the other child of divorce, Andrea, talk. Yeah, I was oh, like really? I was like let's yeah.
3: high five here, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's that's and right. it is it's your fault. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, who knows? I mean, I kind of feel like our our, our parents. I can certainly say my parents didn't do that. I have no mm. idea. I mean, cuz that's that's a, a thing that wealthy people do. I guess <laughs> I have no idea, like I and what was the other joke we made that you know you see the signs in the neighborhood they're like divorcee owe $300 and it's okay. like you know why is it, why are they making this so hard mm-hmm. so it's like just go get
1: the divorce um, the, the ads of the ring being thrown in yeah. the subway mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like
3: don't overthink this but, um, but I did like what was the one character who was the lawyer the older male lawyer who was kind of like the sad oh,
2: sack oh Alan Alda Alan, Alan, oh it was Alda. Alan
3: Alda, yeah. that's right I loved the sad yeah. sack old man like yeah. making his lunch in the back room yeah. with the secretary and, yeah. you know like just uh, his sad shabby office
2: uh, yes sympathetic but mm-hmm. perhaps not good at his job
3: well then he got fired right <laughs> yeah um yeah and and Laura Dern again just like with that that seductive I'm listening and you know I'm sorry yeah. about my workout clothes I was picking up my kid for, like <laughs> what yeah um it, <laughs> yeah it's,
2: uh, and on the divorced uh child of divorce I mean you seem you said you really related to the the scenes the Halloween scene of um oh. him bringing him out after he had Halloween with his mom and then
3: right like
2: wanting to have equal memorable night
3: right i mean it's just like i don't know about you but it's like for the rest of your life it's like holidays are just the worst
1: logistical nightmare oh
3: god and 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 but also as a parent you identify with adam driver so much because he's like we're gonna have fun we're gonna make this happen i swear to god it's gonna be fun and (laughs) and you're just like okay um I've been I've been there you know mm-hmm. this is gonna be great
1: yeah it has to
3: be um <laughs> I don't know I, I did enjoy the, the the window into the divorce lawyer's yeah. life mm-hmm. but I I don't know yeah
1: I mean I, it's interesting because it's not it's not like it curves back and like somehow they escape that that whole thing they really go straight into the threshing machine of the divorce process yeah and you get just sliced and diced it's not like I mean you know like
2: it's presented as if it's Like unavoidable. I I don't think that's true. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I mean, maybe for, you know, successful creative money, maybe it's unavoidable. Yeah. Because you start to protect your wealth and then that's Mm -hmm. the way it goes. But I can't, you know, we don't relate
1: to it on that level. level. Yeah. It seems to take a life of its own somehow that Mm -hmm. has almost, I guess, yeah, nothing less and less to do with The, the, the actual people and more about some weird projection of their personalities
2: yeah the difference between Uh, when they're talking to each other on the side and then in the courtroom you know it's just like different worlds yeah
1: they just have to accept (laughs) yeah it's like on stage and off almost Mm -hmm. um and then yeah it doesn't turn into like a comedy of remarriage or uh, after that really i don't know (laughs) yeah we'll have to call um stanley well rest in peace i guess um stanley gone too soon um,
2: I just wanted to criticize some parenting here. Okay. Adam Driver. <laughs> the other thing that I was annoyed with, like, they're at some, Adam Driver and the kid are at some toy store and the kid comes by, he's got this very cool looking Nerf plastic gun. Uh-huh. And he's like, no, no, no. We're going to look at this like, artisanal chess sets <laughs> it's like fuck you guys. don't deny your child a plastic
1: gun okay. <laughs> that's true That uh yeah that really turned me against him yeah
3: <laughs> yeah you soured on him right then and there big, big, time.
1: big yeah. time yeah yeah um well um marriage story um and we talked a little bit about how that kind of connects with squid and the whale and um i don't know if you, you've both seen Uh, While we're young, did you you catch that one? Uh, That's the one I didn't see. Okay, because that's an interesting. That's like an interesting, like earlier chapter in for for, with Noah Baumbach of like Ben Stiller and. um... Is it Adam Driver again? Adam Driver is the hipster Mm -hmm. who mixes things up between um, Ben Stiller and Naomi Watts. Um, Anyway, that's that's where they're just worrying that they're like doomed to. to doomed to adulthood and, and and being stuck in that way, they don't actually have children anyway. They're trying to
2: like recapture their youth. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And and
1: it's funny that Adam Driver. In I that just case remember like
2: the... he's like wearing a fedora. Yes, like the, he's <laughs> very much a hat guy. In, in this. I like the idea yeah. that you re- recapture your youth by wearing a fedora. <laughs> it's just that simple. It's yeah. all you need. You just need a hat.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: And throw some sunglasses on, and no one recognizes you. <laughs>
0: The Film Comment Podcast is sponsored by Kino Lorber, presenting Young Ahmed from Jean-Pierre and Luc Dardenne. Winner of the Best Director Prize at Cannes and an official selection of the 57th New York Film Festival, Young Ahmed tells the story of a tight-knit community's efforts to redeem a radicalized Muslim teenager. Godfrey Cheshire of RogerDebert.com writes, Belgium's Dardenne brothers turn out another precisely understated masterpiece, ultimately as humanistic and illuminating as any of their films. Young Ahmed opens February 21st at the Quad Cinema in New York before expanding to select cities.
1: Well, so we can we can uh, move on from the wreckage that is uh, the marriage story, mm-hmm. um, or just marriage story. Um, and um, part of our plan here is that we would talk about one or two older movies uh, mm-hmm. that were somehow resonant in some way. Um, and having said that it's resonant, um, I kind of have to begin... I would love to hear Andrea talk about your selection. Mm-hmm. Oh
3: God! Okay, so then uh, this is so embarrassing. But um, I, I just immediately thought of Rosemary's Baby. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I was like, "What's a movie about a married couple?" And well, that was the first thing that came to mind. You I don't, don't know
2: why, <laughs> but let's dig into it. <laughs> because
3: I only have seen one movie. No, I don't know. I just it just it just popped into my head like yeah. that's it's in my wheelhouse, and um, I I don't. I think I might have been thinking about Nick Cassavetes, like I said earlier, but it, oh, excuse me, John Cassavetes. Um, That's his son, right? Nick. I was thinking about John Cassavetes and I I was thinking about just, you know, marriage as horror story, maybe, I don't Mm. know. And, and the idea that it's like you, and, and I have had, you know, I'm a work from home parent at this Mm -hmm. point in my life and so i have had a sort of a sampling of what a stay-at-home mom's life is like and and when you are in that scenario you are home and your spouse is away for hours at a time 10 12 Mm -hmm. hours at a time and they could have this whole other secret life that you don't know about Mm -hmm. now i'm pretty sure you don't Mm -hmm. have a secret life i don't know about
2: no comment i would be intrigued
3: if you did but there is that possibility that you're at home, you know, hanging shelf paper, and they're off doing—they could be doing anything, literally anything. You have no <laughs> idea. And so,
2: go to Six Flags.
3: You could, you could be <laughs> riding a <small> I, coaster. <laughs> <laughs> <It's>
2: surprisingly innocuous. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think that
3: that's the bad thing you would do. Oh
2: yeah, that's one of my fantasy. You life. go to Great Wolf Lodge by yourself
3: mm-hmm. and ride the water slides. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. So you—you you imagine there's this this secret life, and the other the other marriage movie that came to mind was The Shining again the idea that like your spouse hates you and your kid and he wants to kill you both like it's just you know (laughs) I guess I went to a dark place really quickly no it's
2: like uh marriage is the you know process of disillusionment kind of
3: yeah Yeah. And, and, and just the process of like, you know, with all of that closeness, right, comes mm-hmm. so much resentment. Oh. <laughs> so um,
2: It's like a granular level of resentment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's accumulating. I'm yeah, when you say granular, like, I'm
1: thinking of like a giant pile of grains. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I mean, it's like, uh, just no, just like the littlest things you do, a person can mm-hmm. do like mm-hmm. a habit or, a, you know, I pick my fingers or... Andrea does this thing with her fingers. She she gets nervous. Um, All these little things that over time can become annoying.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And then immediately, bam, you know they have a satanic cult. The, in, in the wings. <laughs> and that's right. Well, that's that's a leap you can make. You
3: know? I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a quick leap from like, you know, picking your hangnails to selling your wife down the river to the satanic cult. So mm-hmm. <laughs> was, was
1: this was this do you, do you remember seeing it like before and after do you, having different reactions to it, depending when in your life you saw the movie?
3: Well, um, I saw I don't remember when I saw Rosemary's Baby, but I read the book when I was 10.
1: Oh, wow. <laughs>
3: which I should not have done.
1: <laughs> Ira, the great Ira Levin, right? Isn't that? Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Also, uh, Stepford Wives, right? Yeah. Also, Sliver. <laughs> he's
3: he he's really been my model of of marriage. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was eleven, and my divorced parents have been my models of marriage. And so, um, there's just there there is in both of these examples, The Shining and Rosemary's Baby. There's the power dynamic is so heavily skewed, and uh, it's I. I don't know if I have anything insightful to say about marriage. Honestly, it's just it's just you. It, it can very quickly become yeah. a, a scenario of pure terror.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's that one's also interesting because of when it occurs. Like um, the movie is like sixty eight, I suppose. Or mm-hmm. So 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 it's like I wonder if in in, in the movie, I mean, the fears that are there that I mean, some of the fears are the same now because I mean, she, she it's it's like on the cusp of like a wave of feminism a new wave of feminism so it seems like that's like the ultimate nightmare um then but in some ways yeah i guess seeing it now it would still be resonant in some ways
3: and then we both have these kind of connections between these characters who are in creative work and they're Mm -hmm. narcissistic self-absorbed ego-driven um Mm -hmm. men so it's just the idea that maybe maybe the lesson here is don't marry people in creative work (laughs) Mm -hmm. because they're just they just don't I don't think they can give of themselves. There's there's always yeah. going to be the primacy of the work. Hmm. And I think that will always take precedence over everything else, whether it's actually selling your wife's womb to satan or whether it's just ignoring your wife because you're writing for a film comment oh, or yeah. whatever <laughs> oh yeah it's, it's pretty have equivalent. i been responsible for this you did it horror. this is where we reveal to you nick that um no but it's it, it's the 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 idea that maybe um creative work and marriage don't work together but then they
1: very consuming it's very yeah. consuming
3: but then we have that example we were just talking about on the way down here Where Roman Polanski says something offensive about women and John Cassavetes is like, no, actually, women are great. And I love my wife and she's my collaborator and we're amazing. So suck on that.
2: Mm
3: -hmm. It's a paraphrase. Yeah, No, I think it's a a direct quote. (laughs) It's a direct quote.
1: Yeah, I mean that, that's I guess the old, old, alternate model. On the one hand, uh, you have John Casavetti's and, and Jenna Rollins; mm-hmm. it's great collaboration. On the other hand, you have Satanic cult. <laughs> I mean, it just can it Two depends poles. on how the yeah the cookie crumbles really. <laughs> um, but I mean, the interesting thing also about something like Rosemary's Baby, and I want to get to Rob's um, Rob's choice uh, as well. Uh, but with, we like, don't have to. Don't, so. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's going to be a great landing. <laughs> oh, okay. um, no, I mean Rosemary's Baby is. Because in a way, it's also, isn't, isn't, it, isn't it, is not it possible that it's an inverse expression of the depth of the love as well? Because like the fear of the loss is what drives one sometimes to like that extreme. I don't know. The fear of losing it is what is somehow morphs into what the horror is. Does that make sense? I don't know.
0: Yeah, sure. Oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm just trying to slap a paint job. On
3: this yeah, something. I know. I'm like, that sounded smart. I'm going to say, yeah. I'm going to agree with that. Absolutely.
2: So who is she's afraid of losing? Well, the husband.
1: In, yeah, in a way, and I mean, then of course it does happen anyway. So <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, um, it does go as bad. But just yeah, just the, I mean, the movie is being like, um, you know,
2: I do think it captures the there is a, some kind of there's certain kind of paranoia mm-hmm. that goes along with being with somebody so long that mm-hmm. and that as Andrew was talking about, if you know when they're away, they could be doing anything, and mm-hmm. and you know what, and then you start thinking about what your life is like if they leave you, and you're like oh. That sucks. Mm -hmm. But there is this this like, you know, fantasy scenario you can start going through in your head about what would your life would be like without your spouse. And it's usually pretty depressing. (laughs) 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 That was the discussion we had after marriage story, Uh, Andrea's like, oh, "Oh, if we got divorced, you know, we'd have no trouble with uh you know, you can get see the kid as much as you want. It's like, okay.
1: (laughs) What an interesting remark. Just saying.
2: (laughs) So you've been thinking about this. (laughs) quick.
3: I'm a pragmatic person and I also plan for disaster scenarios. But Mm -hmm. um, no, there's the idea that like you have a secret inner life. And theoretically, Mm. the foundation, one of the foundations of marriage is that your secret inner life becomes meshed with another person's. Mm. But there's always a part of you that I think has a private firewall around it. And you're like, this is this Mm -hmm. is mine. And maybe you do need to preserve that that grain, because if something ever happened, even if you got widowed or, you know, something happened that was beyond your control and there was no malice and they were gone all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. What would you do? Mm. It's not like a secret bank account or anything, but it's like your secret soul bank account where you're Mm. like, I need this just in case it all crumbles. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Hmm. So maybe there, that's what you're yeah. saying about the inverse is is yeah. the inverse of self-preservation is paranoia. I don't know. I don't yeah. have a secret bank account, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, that would be great. More money. Could you <laughs> imagine? For the family. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, I, well, I guess there's also like a kernel of of, of, of identity as well, you know, and, and, and with those areas, babies, so much about it too is just that total loss of agency and, and identity. So maybe mm-hmm. that's also part of what one is always preserving is some absolute, like, diamond core (laughs) and there's an imbalance in the
3: dynamic of both those relationships because Mm. you know in a marriage story adam driver is this uh towering figure of great art and she's Mm. like the bimbo that took her top off and in rosemary's baby you again have an actor who's like fairly notable (laughs) and you have a 25 year old secretary from omaha nebraska who's completely naive Mm. and um So there's, again, a a dynamic that when the man seems to have a little bit more power in the beginning and and in a marriage story, it's the process of her sort of waking up and being like, I've now matured out of this phase. Um, And Rosemary's baby has her own where she's like, oh, no, now I'm I'm his mother. You know, like they they both come into their own power. So (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe that's what. some people are so afraid of it. it's like oh if the woman comes into her own power she'll be like oh i'm out this is not mm. i don't need this anymore who knows I That's don't know. interesting.
2: so have so. you come into your own power well <laughs> luckily
3: i think that when we married neither of us had stage? any power so <laughs>
2: what stage are we at <laughs> you were never a towering
3: figure in the arts so ah, there's still time
1: i know but of course i was
3: <laughs> yes <laughs> of
1: course <laughs> Um, it's
3: nice to have nothing, though. I mean, this is the great thing about being a low-stakes marriage. Like <laughs> yeah. we, do, we don't have the same worries as, as MacArthur Genius grantees. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we just
1: don't have to worry about that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, well, just talking about Rosemary's Baby, can I... Andrea, can you describe what, what you do as, as a profession? Because I thought that might be interesting just to mention. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah.
3: I have written um, mostly fiction, short fiction, in the ghostly, spectral, speculative mm-hmm. realm. And I have been doing more nonfiction lately and more history-based stuff, a lot of New York City-based mm-hmm. stuff. I lead ghost tours. Well, I have led ghost tours. I've started sort of um, letting other people lead those for me. And, and you know, I'm running this company which is funny because it's like, oh, I'm at home with my kid and I'm writing and I'm also running this company on the side, um, but in my headspace, it's like mostly running this ghost tour company uh-huh. and it's it's incredibly time consuming and much harder than I thought it was going to be.
2: It's called Burrows of the Dead. It Burrows is. of the dead. Should I com? plug it? Burrows of the yeah. Dead.
3: Burrows of the Dead. dot
2: it might be undergoing maintenance. I was right gonna now. say we're
3: <laughs> we're migrating to a new server, and literally the site is down today. Oh. So I'm I'm so mad about that. But this is this is the the divided self of the working mom. It's like mm. let me play Duplos with my three year old, but in my head I'm like, I wonder when the website's gonna be back up. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I I think that like I always am interested in the dark and spectral and ghostly and speculative part of things, and I have less time for just regular people having conversations about human emotions <laughs> but you know throw satan into it i'm like well now i'm listening um and yet i sat through marriage story and totally cried like a complete wuss at the end of it mm-hmm. so there goes my streak
2: yeah, anything with a kid were easy
1: marks mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah I've oh missed, my
3: god yeah. you can't watch movies as a parent anymore
1: really? oh it's awful mm-hmm. you're yeah.
3: such a wuss it's <laughs> ugh.
1: Is is Rosemary's Baby at, at, at any any of your? Do you have that in the tour any of the tours or? No, well, it? um,
3: we have a Central Park tour, and we do stop by the Dakota, okay. so okay. It, it comes yeah. up yeah. for sure.
1: Well, let's let's go on to our our next um movie selection. Which Rob, um, you had a movie that you brought of, of a movie of marriage. <laughs> yes, <laughs> a film de mariage. That's right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was going to talk
2: about uh, Leo McCarey's Make Way for Tomorrow which mm-hmm. he made the same year as um the awful truth oh, wow. um and he made it like soon after his uh uh I believe his father passed away mm-hmm. and it's a story about a uh a, a mother and father who they lose their money through some bad investments and they lose their house and they have to try to find a place to stay with one of their kids and they're slowly rejected by each kid and they can't live together anymore. So one is living in one house, another in another house with another kid, and they're wondering, you know, what went wrong, like how they ended up in this state with their ungrateful kids and uh, an empty bank account, and um, and it eventually, you know, it became an influence on um, Tokyo's Story uh, as well, um, and um, you know, it ends up. It's like it's a very kind of heartbreaking a uh, beautiful story of marriage as like endurance. And I guess mm-hmm. when Andrew said that, you know, we have that core, it's about, you know, always believing in each other's core, mm-hmm. uh, regardless of what happens and somehow enduring and somehow extracting the pleasure of living with another person, even when everything else is, has left you basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's quite like a, intensely moving um I, Orson Welles famously said that uh, it can make a stone cry um and as a vision of like a marriage that you know something to aspire to um that's the way I, I look at it and it's like well you know one of my favorite movies of all time I return to it over and over again and it's always never fails to to move me so
1: mm. so that and that's from 1937 um and it just seems that in it's 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 always struck me that it has a particular like candor to it about a sort of relationship that isn't like you know like the sexiest relationship you could have you no, know yeah, yeah. it's too
2: boring and old people like there's a scene in one of the daughter's houses where they're playing bridge and the old woman is in her rocking chair and she keeps interrupting and talking about <laughs> stuff and they just don't have time for her anymore and that's kind of what the movie is about that nobody has time for them anymore mm. and when you're no longer a caregiver when you don't need that role anymore, like what do you have left? And I guess that's something, I guess a parent's fear as well. When you're no no longer a caregiver and your kid no longer needs you, Mm -hmm. um, what does that relationship become? Mm -hmm. And this is like a darker version, the darkest version of that probably.
3: I mean, I haven't seen it for years, but when we saw it together, I just remember wondering because the old couple was so sweet Mm -hmm. and you love them so deeply and you're like, what? is wrong with your kids Mm -hmm. why are they so awful
1: (laughs) yeah why is it okay that they're just kind of switching off (laughs) in terms like you know and 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 yeah they they, it's yeah it's very brutal in the sense of like where they fit into society it's like you just have no purpose so therefore you can like, yeah like refuse
2: i mean they're i mean the kids are living their own lives and yeah. they're all selfish in their own ways like the people in marriage story and yeah and um, they're all focused on their own stuff and the parents are just kind of in the way um of their dreams of their own lives and so they've mm-hmm. been like yeah thrust aside um but i mean the the, the closing sequences are you know just incredibly mm-hmm. beautiful about um staying together because the last sequences they're they're meeting for the first time in a long time before they um split up again and they have this like magical afternoon in new york city Mm -hmm. kind of reliving um times they had in the the past Mm -hmm. and it's um you know they're just taking i guess it's, it's they're both incredibly present and taking the joy out of each minute extracting the maximum amount of joy you can out of each minute before they have to part again Mm -hmm. Um, and that's something as parents that we don't do because you're so harried and exhausted and Mm. worried about the schedule and picking somebody up and you know you don't really have time to to spend with your significant other anymore in that same way and so them having that Moment together at the end, even though they're just about to part, perhaps it's because of that that it makes it that more moving that they're you know they have that space to do nothing at the end
1: It's a perfect conclusion <laughs> for for us I don't know <laughs> how to follow follow that um but uh, yeah, make way for tomorrow um, oh and you mentioned earlier it's so interesting that it's the same year that he made the awful truth, yes
2: yeah when he won the academy award the speech was you know you gave it to me for the wrong movie but <laughs> he took it anyway um but yeah it's crazy but yeah and the, the awful truth is remarkable and it's a kind of different level but it mm-hmm. could be a similar couple earlier in their courtship mm-hmm. you know although much much richer <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um yeah. <laughs> but yeah the scenes of flirtation um in that uh between cary grant and um Oh, Irene Dunn.
1: Irene Dunn. Irene Dunn, right. Yeah, yeah. No, the whole dialogue. At one point, I wanted to try to memorize the dialogue they do between the doors. You know, like, yeah. The, and... the one little speech she does, which is just, if you feel this way and I feel this way, and if we both feel this, you know, that sort of thing they do back <laughs> Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like, obviously, the more, you know, it's a more uplifting, more joyful movie. So it's going to be more audience friendly.
1: Well, if I can draw a line, if it even makes sense to draw a line just talking about, um, I mean, all three of these movies They, I mean, part of what seems why they speak to us is just that they really go deep, you know, like they, they, they don't shy away from like the extremity of, of, of feeling, you know, that, that you get to, um, yeah. in three very different ways. But
2: yeah. in all three movies, yeah. I mean, you're, you know, if in a marriage, you're exposing yourself in a way you haven't exposed yourself mm-hmm. before. And, you know, there's a terror to that and that's kind of, yeah. displayed in different ways in these movies i mean in <laughs> rosemary's baby Be- i mean in um in marriage story is that terrifying like then you know when he cuts himself with the knife during the um <laughs> yeah. the interview with the social worker i mean that's yeah. terror in a different way as well yeah of being like an unfit the fear of being an unfit parent and like mm-hmm. that's like a very literalized <laughs> version like he's like failed right. trying to hide it yeah he
1: <laughs> can yeah he's also like literally like a kind of wounded animal at that point it's just
2: yeah it's just and then make way for tomorrow I and mean, they've been good parents but they failed at saving their money and they lost it all and you know right. that's like yeah a different kind of failure
1: well um we've covered a lot of ground here i've I've managed to avoid feeling like a therapist which is good um, not a lot of <laughs> why questions and what how did that make you feel um but uh, any any final final thoughts
2: uh my final thought is you should uh check out burrows of the dead
3: I guess that's a nice, unselfish thing to say. My final thought is: if you are thinking of marrying somebody and you watch "Make Way for Tomorrow" with them, and they don't like it, don't marry them.
1: Wow!
2: Litmus test.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. Yep. This is very. This is good. This is an action item. So it like... is. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, I, tough tough but fair. Yes, yep. tough but fair. I can second. I can second that. That's a deal breaker right there. <laughs> yes, you don't like that movie? Out. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's true. All right, well, I think that brings us to the end of our, um, I'll have to say, inaugural um, mar- marriage podcast. Please make this a call <laughs> show. This, this make might- this a regular feature. <laughs> I think we have to at this point. Um, so, well, well, thank you both. for, for yeah. yeah Thank you for having us. It's a pleasure. You've been listening to the Film Comment Podcast with music by Greg Eingy. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. Film Comment is a bi-monthly magazine published by Film at Lincoln Center. Since 1962, Film Comment has featured in-depth features, critical analysis, and feature coverage of mainstream, art house, and avant-garde filmmaking from around the world. Visit us online at filmcomment.com to purchase a print or digital subscription to Film Comment. Or check out our app, available on Android, iOS, or Kindle.
0: The Film Comment Podcast is sponsored by Kino Lorber, presenting Young Ahmed from Belgian masters Jean-Pierre and Luc Dardenne. Winner of the Best Director Prize at Cannes and an official selection of the 57th New York Film Festival, Young Ahmed comes to theaters starting February 21st.